Welcome to Word on the Street, a weekly podcast from Barclays UK, where our experts help ordinary investors make sense of the latest news and events impacting the world's financial markets. With the Bank of England once again raising its base rate this week, we look at the relationship between policy rates and cash. We also investigate whether higher cash savings can better the returns from investments. With Sarah Gresty, Head of Investments, and Francis Adai, Senior Investment Strategist. Welcome to another edition of Word on the Street. For this week, we're going to be talking about cash and its role in invested. I'm pleased to be joined by Francis from our investment team. But before we get started, there's still a lot going on in the world. What's the latest, Francis, from the world of markets? Sure, Sarah. I think for the past week, maybe the previous week as well, We've had a few spikes in markets or in in all asset classes. There's been a little bit volatility, but generally speaking, things have been quite well behaved. Last week in particular, there was some renewed stress from the um, US banking sector, from the regional banking sector. First Republic was sold to JP Morgan on that day. I mean, there wasn't any fundamental news, you know, releases or anything, but the sectors did see some stress. Things have kind of sort of come in again so well behaved again i'm loving this word well behaved (laughs) so we also had as per usual we've had various forms of um, data in the us and elsewhere so um, data pointing to where economic activity is going where growth is heading and in the us i think the the best word to use is that you're getting some divergent messages but generally speaking the growth picture is flat so it's stagnating more than deteriorating really, really fast. So a little bit sideways, a little bit, I can say. Similarly, in the US as well, the employment data is also telling you the same message it's been saying for a while, where it's fairly resilient, given where we are in the economic cycle. But you're seeing, again, some cracks starting to appear in some areas. For example, job openings fell by quite a large number in the US. We're also currently in the earnings season for Q1, which, you know, I'm sorry to keep repeating myself, but again, the story is very similar. Earnings are being quite resilient, again, much better than you would have expected. That's a good story. Yeah. Keep repeating that one. (laughs) And I guess the other thing that I wanted to ask you about is central banks and interest rates. What have you seen here? Yes. So last week was a big one. You had the two heavyweights. You had the Federal Reserve in the U.S., And the um, European Central Bank both increased their policy rates by 25 basis points. The Federal Reserve in the US is is much closer to ending its hiking cycle. And they were quite explicit about that. Whereas the uh, European Central Bank uh, probably has more to do before they reach that point. And again, they were quite explicit about the fact that they have a lot more to do, given that inflation is much higher in, in Europe than it is in the US. Thank you. And thank you for not avoiding the question about what's going to happen next with rates. I know a lot of people are struggling with the cost of living, but if you're lucky enough to have a bit more cash, what are the benefits or drawbacks of having a large amount of savings in cash? Sure. I think one of the, I think the most common, commonly accepted um, attributes about cash is that it's very liquid, right? Yep. We understand liquidity cash. I can use it to buy stuff wherever pretty much and in the western world where our currencies are relatively more stable again cash can hold the value so it it is a fairly good store value for very short period of time so if a a month's time if i plan on buying some nice trainers for 100 pounds 
if I put a hundred pounds, we'll get an today, insight to your life, eh? Right? Likely, we'll still be a hundred pounds, which is not the same thing. I have to say, I've just checked. Francis is wearing very smart black <laughs> shoes, but anyway. Yeah, so it's um, it's very liquid, and it, it it is a good store value in some parts of the world. If you have it in a portfolio, it also has diversification benefits, and it tends to be not very volatile. So it tends to be very smooth and very stable. It tends to be again, right? So those I think are two of the or couple of the benefits. The main drawback about cash is that it tends to have very low return. So, you know, low volatility, low returns makes sense. It doesn't protect you against inflation, right? So if you're earning whatever cash rate you're earning, it's not adjusted for inflation. So if those trainers are going to be more next month? Exactly. Yeah, I hope inflation doesn't rise before I get to buy. Okay, I hope so, yeah. (laughs) So that's the biggest drawback with cash. And also if you hold cash over a very, very long term, you you see very, very poor returns given that inflation keeps rising over time. Thank you for giving us a bit of context there. Interest rates paid on cash savings have risen recently. What are the drivers and what's the outlook? The main driver, I would say, has been central banks increasing their policy rates, which has been done in order to fight inflation. We all know that inflation has been really high over the past year and a bit. And typically when policy rates rise, this tends to be reflected in the interest rates that banks pay to uh, depositors as well as in the cost of borrowing. Another way to put that is we have to remember that one person's liability is another person's assets. So with banks being intermediaries, effectively what they do is they entice depositors by increasing how much interest they pay on their cash savings. The Bank of England has raised policy rates or the base rates by I think just over 4% now. Currently, markets are expecting the Bank of England to stop somewhere close to 5%. So that will probably be where policy rates settle. From that point on, I would expect the rates on cash to rise by far less than how how they have been over the past year. So is now a good time to hold more cash and less in other assets with those interest rates being higher? So while it seems like a good idea to have a large cash allocation right now, there are several reasons to not do that and to actually stay invested in a well-diversified portfolio, including stocks, bonds, and other asset classes. As I'd mentioned before, returns on cash tends to be really low, and the longer you stay invested in cash, the higher the likelihood you will lose money in real terms. So after you adjust for inflation, you actually make a loss. Although investing in risky assets such as stocks and bonds may also not give you returns above um, what inflation is, assets such as stocks or bonds tend to have a higher probability of beating inflation. So we looked at the past 100 years in the US, we looked at returns of different asset classes. If you look at stocks, for example, there's a 30% chance that your returns will be below that of inflation over a year. If you look at cash, on the other hand, it's just over 40%. Now, the disclaimer here is that obviously past returns are not indicative of of future returns, but we're talking here in probability terms, right? And the example I gave was just over 12 months or annually. If we um, do the same analysis, but we extend it over five years, the odds improve for stocks. So now the likelihood of making returns below inflation falls to around 20. And if you go to 10 years, it falls to 10%. So the moral of the story is you want to stay invested in a well-diversified portfolio over a very long time in order to beat inflation. 
Okay, sounds good. And just keep your cash for your trainers. I love yeah, it. Yeah. One more point, okay. actually, right? There's also a lot of talks about recession at the moment. I'm sure we've all read something yep. in the newspaper. And some investors may be tempted to sell their investments or to sell their diversified portfolio and sit in cash instead and wait for the recession to end, right? But again, this is probably not the right thing to do. In fact, history tells us if you compare a portfolio, which goes into cash, so sells stocks and bonds, goes into cash whenever there's heightened volatility. If you compare that to a portfolio which stays invested, over a longer period of time, the portfolio that stays invested always outperforms. So it might seem like a good idea, but it actually is not, according to the data. Maybe moving now to kind of asset allocation, how should you view the role of cash within the asset allocation process that I know you and your team spend so much time looking at? Yeah, so expected cash returns are actually quite important for for our process. So we tend to look at all of the returns of our asset classes, especially where we're trying to forecast asset class returns. We look at them in excess of cash, right? Because we look at our returns in excess of cash, we also have to consider what cash will bring in, in the future. We would definitely caution investors to avoid thinking that high cash rates, such as now, are a good enough reason to increase your cash allocation. As I mentioned earlier, history tells us that it isn't. Maybe most importantly also, the the right amount of cash to hold in your portfolio depends on your investment objectives and your risk tolerance. So it's a lot more than just the allure of having higher cash rates such as we have now. It's interesting. So it's about having a safety net or a cash buffer, but not thinking about that instead of your investments. Exactly. That's the best way to look at it. Okay, brilliant. Well, Francis, that was really interesting. Thank you for joining us and thank you listeners. I look forward to joining you all again soon for another Word on the Street. All investments can fall as well as rise in value and their past performance is not a reliable indicator of future performance. This podcast is not a personal investment recommendation.